Welcome back to Main Event Status Raw. We are reviewing WrestleMania 11. I am the Dirty Doc McMahon. He's sitting here with Beverly. What's your name? It's Beverly Pettengill. Why can't anybody ever remember my name? It's pretty easy, right? Pretty easy. Just as our next matchup that we're going to review. From the intersection of Sunset Boulevard and Pastry, Minnesota, New Dalton, Maine, Event, Status, Radio, with your host, Mr. Beverly Hills, Kino 210, and the Dirty Dog Dirty. Welcome back to Main Event Status Radio. Let's break down the walls and the feuds and the matches going into WrestleMania 11 here. I'm Main Event Status Radio. Mr. Thrills has his paperwork handy. I'm the Dirty <laughs> Doc Darcy. Here's Mr. Beverly Hills. What's a happening, Mr. Hills? You got it. As I'm rifling through my stack of papers, I'm ready and raring to go. I... You usually say, I love when you usually say we're live from whatever the Stockton Coliseum or Auditorium or whatever. I wanted you to say we're live from a random studio because <laughs> that's where we got Raw emanating from this week. Well, they do have one match from Stockton, California, though. Is it? Is it? I was going to ask you. I figured you knew. It, 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 I, it was. I thought I'd ask. Yeah, the Brett versus Owen match was from Stockton. It is from Stockton. Okay. Yes. You know, from the Memorial Civic Auditorium. Yes. Taped on Monday, March 13th, 1995. Aired on Monday, March 27th, 1995. And Perfect. I do have some thoughts about that match when, when we get to it. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, I do as well. And so, obviously, this episode will be uploaded after WrestleMania 31. So, I hope you guys enjoyed WrestleMania 31 in the Hall of Fame from this past weekend. Yes. Do you want to do any previewing of WrestleMania 31? I guess people are looking are going to be listening after. Yeah, so, what's so, the use of a preview? Yeah. Fair enough. I guess. Fair enough. I know we talked about this off air. I know you didn't watch the Hall of Fame speech yet. I did but not. I know I, I did last night. I did get teary-eyed a little bit during the uh, Connor speech that his dad did for the Ultimate Warrior Award or whatnot. I did oh. get teary-eyed during the Macho Man acceptance speech from Lanny Poffo, and I know we talked about it off-air, but how you shat on Kevin Nash's WrestleMania 11 pre-con- or press conference and all that, he talked about his career <laughs> and that monotonic voice. Best too. time of my life. And I, I have to give props to Shawn Michaels Watch me on WCW Saturday night for him getting a hold of Rick Steiner to get a hold of me. If it wasn't for my Diesel character, I wouldn't uh, be here right now. Woof. And what did I say when you told me, when you told me that clip? You, you go, laughed and laughed and laughed. Well, then what I go, I wish Michaels wouldn't have called. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. <laughs> I wish he wouldn't have been able to get a hold of Rick Steiner. I wish Rick Steiner wouldn't have answered that day. <laughs> well, because Rick Steiner was in the company at that time, so Rick Cooper ran over to the phone and called because he had, you know, didn't have cell phones back then, which Sean Michaels yeah, had exactly. mentioned, so it was funny then. Yeah, Diesel. I wish he just would have been five minutes late. <laughs> yes. So, so that made me laugh. 
So, <laughs> so yeah, that that you know, we will probably if we do a WrestleMania 31 Fallout podcast, which we don't know for sure since next weekend is Easter, we're gonna be taking yep. a I guess a one weekend hiatus from uh, this series because of Easter next weekend. I'm still in the yep. works of possibly doing a show next weekend. You know, don't don't hold your breath because. It's Easter. No, nope. have, have fun with your family next weekend. But so, no, so whenever our next show, whenever our next show is, we will be talking a little bit about WrestleMania 31. So, sure, yep, yeah, right. Then, yeah, according to my Ruku for this episode, on this episode of Monday Night Raw, Bret Hart takes on Owen Hart in a no holds barred match. Vince McMahon and Todd Pentagill preview WrestleMania 11. And Beverly, that's what it is. <laughs> Beverly, are you excited to review this this edition of Monday Night Raw? Um, to be honest, it's just the the, the step before Mania. We got to get through it because it's a go home show. Um, however, that match is is pretty good, and yeah. we have a supplemental match that's pretty good as well. So, so yeah, I I like both matches that we reviewed for for mm-hmm. this podcast, and it's gonna get hard. It's gonna be a hard. To get through up to those matches, though, not gonna lie about that. <laughs> or we could just breeze through. I think it, it, there's either we're it's gonna be a slog, or we'll just be like boom, 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 boom. We'll see, man. We, we will see. As well, we'll see you guys after this break. We will be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. You walk through the ring. You walk, I mean, sorry, you walk through the fans to get to the ring. I do. And you have some very aggressive female fans. They sometimes <laughs> grope you when you're trying to just get to the ring to do your job. There, uh, there have been situations. Um, we, I like to call her the butt cheek bandit. She, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of places I've been touched, but... Um, she, she, and it wasn't even like a football, like, attaboy, you know, acknowledgement. It was like a, attaboy. Whoa, whoa. It was under, up, and then the side. Yeah, attaboy. Um, luckily, I have security. We have a great security staff that follow me down and make sure nothing crazy happens. Um, but he immediately looked at me. He's like, what do you think? And I was like... The security guy? Yeah, and then he, he goes, was it worth it? And she's like, oh, yeah. So, oh, they kicked her out. No, we, we gave her the pass. But let's, no, let's I not, married this isn't her. Me giving, yeah, yeah. This isn't me giving a pass to all you ladies. Hands to yourself now. Let me go do my job. Um, I, on the other hand, if you see me walking down the street, <laughs> go for it. Oh, in there. Get in there. You go for it. I don't know what this is. Oh, yeah. We are live. Here in the Mini Event Status Studios, recorded this episode of Monday Night Raw. We both have beautiful black turtlenecks on with um, suit with sport coats over the top. I have my giant long mullet tied into a ponytail that you can't quite see, except when I do kind of a whoosh to the side. <laughs> Uh, and we're we're ready for the go home edition here. We we thought we during the commercial break we thought we heard to get our suits on for this edition yes. of Monday Night Raw, the hundred and fourth <laughs> edition of Monday Night Raw from Monday, March twenty seventh, nineteen ninety five. Yes. So the show opens up with a with a video package of Owen Hart outsmarting his mother Helen. To throw in the 
Tala Bret Hart from Survivor Series that make him lose a WWF title match or losing the WWF title at Survivor Series and how Owen right. Hart yeah. supposedly how Owen Hart costumed the WWF title at the Royal Rumble. You guys can go back and listen to that podcast that we reviewed of the Royal Rumble 1995 to see if Owen Hart actually costumed Bret Hart the WWF title. And I guess yes. tonight we'll see. I just the- I just watch I just watched that ninety four Survivor Series match uh not long maybe last week. Last week I think. I've ending I've officially ended nineteen ninety four and I'm into the dregs of nineteen ninety five uh in your houses. I'm but sorry. that's beside the that's beside the point. But um yeah, I thought uh that uh that equipment or the whatever, the throw in the towel match, that was pretty well done. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I I I laugh because I remember writing a blog uh, for ChemicalClitchBlog.com a couple of, several years ago reviewing Survivor Series 1994, and I remember corresponding with you about that I quit match between Mister Backlund okay. against Bret Hart, and I remember how I told you for like how Bob Backlund had the crossfade chicken we'd sit on for a seemingly oh like gosh. ten fifteen minutes. It's probably not that That's long. That's true. And I That's remember, true. I remember questioning if the crossfade chicken was really long. hurt. It's probably five minutes, probably. And I'm just happy. I, I still remember <laughs> me questioning how if the crossfade chicken would hurt. And I remember you telling me, "Let me slap on the crossfade chicken to you and put it on for like ten minutes and see if it actually hurts or not." <laughs> Well, I remember back in 1995, um, there was a kid that I went to school with, and he put me in the crossface chicken wing, and it hurt a lot. So I'm thinking it hurt. It would hurt. If it, was, if it would be anything like the, the camel clutch, which I had a friend put me in back, I think right around that time, if not a little lighter, just to see if I could get out put of it. the camel clutch. Because I wanted to see if I could get out of the camel clutch, and I couldn't. If it's anything as painful as that, I would agree. Did he break your back and or make you humble? Or the next step? We, we did not take it the old country way, thankfully. Okay. So I Break that, his back. Make him humble. I He did not break my back. And yes, I was humbled to the camel clutch. He did make you humble. Okay. That's why. Well, that's good, at least. That's why I once in a while write for the camelclutchblog.com. <laughs> So we'll see if we'll see the ending of the Bret Hart versus Owen Hart feud tonight on Monday Night Raw. Yes. Then we get the classic Raw intro with the new updated video. Okay. Yeah. Then we get welcome. New to classic. Mo- then we get welcome to Monday Night Raw, seemingly in front of a green screen up by the stage, by Jim Ross and Gorilla Monsoon. No yeah. freaking way, Gorilla. Woo. I'm happy to see Gorilla and JR. See, Even though Gorilla had had some pretty choice lines once we get to the to the Brett Norn match. And I know I kinda <laughs> talked about it in the intro opening or the opening part of the podcast. And we'll see it more during the Owen and Brett match. Owen yeah, Owen and Brett match, but what's your thoughts on moving the announcers up to the stage? Do, were they? It looked like they were like above. It looked like they were almost in like a press box type deal. Okay, well, to me, it looked like they were up by the still kind of by the stage a little bit. Like okay, so you you thought like floor level? Yeah, floor level, kind of like how they had 
for when they had the bright extension, when Eric Bischoff was the Raw general manager, how you had Jim Ross and Lawler sit up by the stage, kind of like what the Nitro announcers used to do. I felt like yeah, I I felt like that's where they were kind of sitting sitting at. Okay, it looked to me like they were higher, basically because I think all they were doing was taking the shot of the entrance like from one of those press boxes and they just put him in front of it fair enough like green screened him in so i don't know um it's it's okay i think i like i think i like this choice of green screen announcers better than like when we saw vince and sean green screened in because this one looks a little more realistic i think yeah, because it felt like the angle, how they were shooting the fans, where supposedly Vince and Sean were sitting at, and how they are shooting uh, Sean and Vince, it didn't really look like they were actually there. Uh, yeah, and it, it was pretty seemed, obvious. Yeah, it seemed like they were either sitting into the ground, or they were super small. Yeah, right. And yeah. seeing Sean and Vince at one of the super shows I went to back, oh, probably 10 years ago now, about 10 years ago now, neither, neither guy is that small. So, yes. <laughs> then uh, Jim Ross puts over the Brutford's own feud. Uh, how we'll see the ending of it tonight. Go yeah, right that monsoon. And what is it? It ends it all. Ends it all. And go right that monsoon goes over the rules, which really aren't any rules. That is exactly what I wrote. Gorilla goes over the rules of No Holds Barred. <laughs> Amazing. I love that we wrote the same thing on that. Because how did the video package go last week? No rules. No regulations, no holds barred, or something like that. That but still, enough. yes. <laughs> then after Gorilla goes over the no holds barred, uh, goes over the rules, which aren't really any rules for their Owen and Brett match. They kick to the <laughs> studio with Vince McMahon and Todd Pettengill back in Connecticut. Yes. Yep. Yeah, a studio in Connecticut. He's yes. <laughs> and Vince tells us that we that we will that we will see everything on Raw. Hearing everyone's thoughts, who will be at WrestleMania 11, you know, all that fun stuff. And I guess Vince tells us that WrestleMania 11 is their greatest WrestleMania to date. If we're just, okay. look, if we're just looking at WrestleMania's 1 through 11, or technically WrestleMania, WrestleMania to WrestleMania 11, since okay. there's really no WrestleMania 1, right? do you, well, I guess we kind of have the you know, knowledge now of looking back at it. But I guess just, you know, looking back at it now, what's WrestleMania 11, at least building up to it, do you feel like WrestleMania 11 would live up to that hype of being better than WrestleMania's 1 through 10? It might be in the top five. It is not the top. WrestleMania 3 is by far the best. Um, Then I'd maybe go WrestleMania 6, uh, WrestleMania 1... WrestleMania 10, probably even before WrestleMania 1. Then probably 8, and then probably 11. Okay. Maybe. I, I won't fully agree with you on that, how you rate, rate those first few WrestleManias, but I do feel like, you know, just look at the first 11, and I do feel I do agree with you that the first few WrestleManias, you know, 3, yep. uh, 6, 10, were probably, had to be probably the best Top three up there. Yeah, I think so. Then Vince kicked it to a video package showing us the quote-unquote better days of Diesel and Shawn Michaels. (laughs) 
Yep. Showing us the history on how they broke up. Oh, sorry. Before we before we go better, before we go to that, I need to tell you what Todd said. Okay, tell us what Todd said. Todd said that he loves WrestleMania. He loves the hot tubs. He loves the limos. It's like the Super Bowl, the World Series, if we had one, and everything else all rolled together. Was was there a, football, a baseball strike during that time? Yeah, there okay. wasn't a 94 World Series, okay. and they hadn't yet resolved the strike for 95. Okay, just curious about that, since you mentioned that's what Todd said, so since you're yeah. the pop culture maniac <laughs> here on the podcast. <laughs> I am, I really am. Except you're going to fool me next week. I'm scared. Yes. I'm scared. So we okay. go back to the video package of the better days between Diesel and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Showed us the history of how they broke up. <laughs> it all started when Diesel tried to hold Razor Ramon and other superstars up for the sweet chin music and how they rolled away. And they finally One, broke up. Two, three. Four super kicks to Diesel's face. Yes. And the fourth one happened at the Survivor Series 1994. And Diesel was pissed off. <laughs> yes, was. Okay, I'm tired to okay, talk like you don't, you don't, Yeah, you don't need to inflict all of our listeners to the pain of losing yes. to Diesel. Come on, man. So, <laughs> they didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, the, the final the final switch of music happened at Survivor Series 1994, which we talked about a little bit on the Royal Rumble podcast from that, uh-huh, uh, yep. Rumble 95. You know, Diesel chased Shawn Michaels out of uh, the arena. Their Survivor Series team tried to break, break them apart and cool off, but everybody got counted out. So, yeah, then a couple days later on a house show at Madison Square Garden, Diesel won the WWF title in eight seconds, which he threw, he threw Mr. Backlund a, a shout-out during his Hall of Fame speech. And I'll oh. thank him, Bob Backlund, for doing the job for him that night, which I thought was pretty classy out of Big Daddy Cool. I agree. Terrible decision still, in my in my opinion. Which Shawn Michaels talked about in the, in the when he was inducting Diesel into the Hall of Fame, so... But oh can, really? Yeah, we can talk about talk about that more later once you finally watch a Hall of Fame speech and yeah. speeches and all that if you get around to watching it. For sure. Then how do we see a little bit of Shawn Michaels winning the Royal Rumble nineteen ninety five, making him the number one contender for the title at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Then yep. at Sunday Night Slam the night before, Shawn Michaels and Big Sid got into Diesel's face, and and they told him that Shawn Michaels will go over at WrestleMania eleven. The heartbreak kid will go over, over my dead body. <laughs> then McMahon tell, tells us that we got to ponder what kind of WWF champion Shawn Michaels would be if he does become WWF champion at WrestleMania 11. Beverly, what's and, your thoughts on the Shawn Michaels versus Diesel feud that we saw so far on, in the series and in this video package? Um, it's really not bad. I I do think they could have stretched it out farther, but I think it's done well. Um, as well as you can get with Diesel as one of the main components, um, I guess. But next is one of my very most favorite pieces in this whole episode. Can we Todd. Can't we? We are both sad he didn't spot and all that. Let, let me stop you for a quick second. Let me put you on pause because this is WrestleMania 31, the pilot. WrestleMania play button. We go to a commercial break, come back with a Twix ad 
which I no, guess is a Ralph sponsor. Twix ad. Yes. thing. You you jump me. My thing is before the Twix ad. Okay, what is the Twix? Can you tell us about the before the Twix ad? Oh man, you just assumed it was after the Twix ad. No, it's Todd talking about Prodigy okay. in the virtual reality match. Okay, tell us about that, Beverly. It's this is so 1995. You can jump on your old freaking compact computer with the huge monitor, and you can get on Prodigy, and this whole week you can put in stuff for the virtual reality match between Shawn Michaels and Diesel. And then finally on Sunday, they play the virtual reality match, and you can see who wins it. And I wonder who won the virtual reality match. Which makes me laugh because you mentioned that I saw on Facebook this last week building up for WrestleMania 31's main event with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and how, you know, 2K15 just came out with for the WWE's newest video game. And, and they had... Virtual some, reality match. Yeah, virtual reality match where Roman Reigns went over. Obviously, awesome. this podcast would drop after WrestleMania 11 or WrestleMania 31. My bad. So we'll see if that actually happens or not. But as we're, we're recording... We just don't know. No, we don't. So we'll see if that happens. And, yeah, we go to commercial break, come back with a Twix ad, which is a Raw sponsor. Twix, if you guys want to sponsor Main Event Status Radio, we'll love love to sponsor. We love to uh, plug your stuff. Twix cookie bars, they call it. (laughs) Yes. Then we go to Salt and Pepper, saying that we'll see an LT do the raid at WrestleMania. Yeah, Salt and Pepper recording session, it's called. Vince McMahon is super excited for Bam Bam Bigelow versus Lawrence Taylor. Uh-huh. WWF always delivers. Not like the Super Bowl, <laughs> says Vince. Then uh, Vince said that Bam Bam will deliver at Mania. And time sends it to the Rumble, showing how Bam Bam shoved LT after, after losing the chance of winning the tag team titles and all that. Mm-hmm. Then Bam Bam was yep, suspended with Bobby no pay. Cooper. Yes. Bambam was suspended with no pay, which we talked about, which he pretty much just seated, you know, us, you know, was pretty much appeared on Raw Damnier every week on his suspension. Yep. And, uh, and Bam Bam said he wasn't going to apologize and call out LT for a match. Then, you know, we see some build-up between Bam Bam, LT's attorneys and such, and their uh, promo from a Raw, a Raw February 27th. And we see their press conference, you know, stuff, which we reviewed before. And LT accepting Bam Bam's challenge. Then at Sunday Night Slam from the night before, Bam Bam said, This Easter egg will set you on fire. And you skip Reggie White's promo where he, they, they like, took a whole, like, five minutes on this. But Reggie White is representing the All-Pro team, and he says, you must always watch the back of your teammate. And he was wearing a crazy polo shirt that was like pink, paisley, just insane. Chris Spielman said that he's going to forearm somebody. And we also saw the Mongo comma brawl from last <laughs> week. That Vince tells us that. Hey, you got some nice suspenders there. Kuma? Fight. Yeah, then Vince tells us that Batman has the most to lose because this is his world, not LT's. What's your thoughts on? Well, what's your thoughts on this video package? Package. What's your thoughts on the build-up that we saw for Batman versus LT so far on the series? It was pretty good. 
This is also the where I noticed that Todd had his mullet tied into a ponytail that he just like flung around, and I was like, "Whoa!" I couldn't even see it. Um, yeah, I don't know. This again, I don't think we need to like go through every step of these <laughs> promo packages because it's all the stuff we've already seen. But um, I think this this build up's pretty good. It's uh, just there. It's solid beats, you know, it was the, he's suspended, but he's challenging him, and then, you know, finally um, culminating at the press conference, we got the inclusion of the, you know, the all-pro team thing, which is, I think, a good rub to bring in people who are kind of well-known from around the, you know, mainstream sports, especially Reggie White, he's a pretty big deal at this point, so, yeah, I think it's... Solid build-up. Now we go to commercial comeback, and Vince tells us that Jer will have an interview with Mr. Backlund, who has an invested interest in the no-holds-barred match that we will see momentarily. We go to a commercial comeback with Vince and Todd uh, back in their WWF Raw studios in Titan Towers, plugging their fan fest for WrestleMania. And they kick it to Jr., who is with Mr. Backlund, who, who came, I guess, from an eye of winning the Intercontinental title last night, which... We will be reviewing here after this commercial break. Yes. We'll be right back. That was a good segment that Mr. Beverly Hills and I just wrapped up with. Beverly, how can they listen to us besides how they are? Yeah, I agree. That was a good good one. Um, So... They can find us on iTunes, searching us out in the in the podcast store. Um, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud.com slash Main Event Status Radio. You can listen to us on the website, Main Event Status.com. I think that's everything, right? Yep. You guys can like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Main Event Status Radio. Guys can interact with us there or on i or not iTunes on Twitter. Kind of close. <laughs> I am at Dirty Dog Mes. That's dog as in D A W G. Beverly, how can they talk to you on Twitter? You can talk to me at Beverly Hills Mes. And I mean, I guess you can listen to it any way you want. You could like burn it to a vinyl if you want to listen to it like on a forty-five. That'd be awesome. You could like you could put it like on. A, an eight track. I don't even know how to record eight tracks. You could like record it on a, on a tape. Uh, you could like transcribe it and read it as a book. Uh, you know, just any way you want, man or gal, whatever you want. I think my jokes will come across great in the book form. I agree. I was said that you were an old soul. What can I say, Jack? <laughs> All right, back to the show. All right. We're going back in time to Ooh. Sunday Night Slam, six days. And we are going to be looking at the Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett versus Bob Backlund intercontinental title match. So the video opens up with Jeff Jarrett walking down to the ring. And he isn't wearing his light-up jacket or pants, which is saddening for me. <laughs> then we get this Vince McMahon and Jim Ross at the announcer's table, which I thought, thought, thought you know, which I felt like was an interesting combination of the two. And Bob Beckham was already in the ring. Yes, he was. And I wonder if if the uh, uh, video that we reviewed, I wonder if Jeff Jer- or Jeff Jarrett in the oh, 
I'm excited. I wonder if Bob Backlund made his made, made his way to the ring during the commercial break or not. I would assume so, I guess. Or maybe even before the commercial break on this Sunday Night Slam deal. And what's your thoughts on Jeff Jarrett's perp, uh, pinkish and silver nipple cage tights on Sunday Night Slam? Dude, the nipple cage was crazy. It was like tie-dye, kind of. <laughs> it was out of control. Super out of control. So we might as well get, in, <laughs> get into the match. Hall. Right away, Backlund stocks Jeff Jarrett for the bell. And it had that early advantage right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they called, They said that he was being frenetic, which I think is a very good um, <laughs> description of him. Then, yeah, then uh, Backlund body slammed Double J and put him in a double arm suplex. Which... Yeah, but, but, yeah, nice butterfly suplex. And then he follows up by pulling Jared around by the nipple cage. <laughs> Check that out. Yes. It's awesome. And I, I thought it was also awesome, too, that Jim Ross has actually called the moves, which we haven't seen yeah. on the series yet, which made me happy that we decided to yeah. review this match. Yeah, man, we have not seen this in forever. Like, to hear a double arm suplex, to hear anything, really. Instead of, what a maneuver! Yeah, jeez. Then, yeah, Double J missed a roundhouse right, and Bob Backlund hit him with his 70s finishing maneuver, the, the atomic drop. Isn't that crazy that that was his finisher? Well, I think, I know we talked about that, I think, this before, I think, off air years ago, but how it's so like back then, wrestling, I think we had talked about this when we, when we watched WrestleMania 3 a couple years back, that it seemed like how wrestlers back then, all into the modern era, how they didn't really have a set finishing maneuver. Yeah, uh huh. It was just kind of whatever was at the end of the match. Yeah. So that atomic drop flew Jeffrey into the roadie on the apron, and Bob Backlund got a two count. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can can even take over this ideal room. So we got Jarrett flipping on a head scissors here. Um, Like my favorite thing, what I've been following like the last four weeks, right? (laughs) I thought it was cool the first time. Now it seems like it happens every week where somebody's in a move and then powers out by like lifting them up. This time Bob did it out of an arm scissors. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, the short arm scissors and all that. Which, yep. Like, I don't like we, we've talked, well, you talked about this before in previous podcasts, how uh-huh. it seemed like Bob Backlund was the baby face in this match. <laughs> totally. And they and they kind of try to play like, oh, the fans hate both of these, but it's pretty obvious they don't. Yeah. Like, they're cool with Bob Backlund. Like, they are cheering him when he's on, and he's wrestling like a baby face, like... I don't know. And during this time, McMahon plugs a superstar line. Yes. And, oh, I love this. And yeah, one nine hundred seven three seven four WWF. And you, if you want to, you can select option two. To for we can get Bob Backlund telling us why he's the best option for a role model. Yes. Yes. I was just gonna, yes that Bob Backlund is the best role model. <laughs> so, anyways, while he was li- while he lifted Jared out of the scissors, he put him on the top of the um, top turnbuckles. But uh, Rody knocked uh, Bob down to kind of give Double J the the advantage. Uh, he's working an abdominal stretch, grabbing the ropes while he's doing it. Um, 
Sorry, I had a burp. So <laughs> while Backlund was being pumped up that he's the perfect role model on the superstar line, <laughs> he all he powered out of the abdominal stretch, put uh, Jared into a pile driver. Um, Which was amazing because it seemed like it was a person you know, stalling for time pile driver. Yeah, it looked good. It was a, I, it was a good pile driver. Um, and that sets him up for he's going to put a lock on the old chicken wing. Old hurtful move. <laughs> which is where, which is what they show on Raw. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah, so now we're merging the two, right? We're merging what we see on Raw with what we see on here. And then we see some guy from Miami, Florida, who is <laughs> a bad guy, come out and attack Bob Backlund for the disqualification. Yes. And I, after I wrote that down in my notes, I wrote down, boo. <laughs> I was super excited to see how Jeff Jett were fair in a cross-face chicken win. <laughs> so yeah, Razor gave the match to Jeff Jarrett, so Jeff Jarrett's the winner via disqualification, still our Intercontinental Champion. Yes. And, and then Bob put... So then Bob puts him in a cross-face chicken wing. And yeah, then Double J and the roadie pits their boots to, to uh, Double R, Razor Ramon. Yep, three people... Taking him down. Which I, I had to put in my notes. You know, yeah. So when it, when it goes on, Jeff Jarrett, they already put their boots to Razor Ramon. What do you get? Razor, Razor Ramon screwing Bob Backlund out of, the, out of the match and Bob Backlund going after him. That's what you get, Razor Ramon. Yeah. <laughs> which, make, which makes sense. It's true, yeah. Then Bret Hart and the one, two, three kid came down and ran off the roadie and Jeff Jarrett and Bob Backlund. Yes, uh-huh, and that's kind of, that's where our, my cutoff. Yeah, and what, what do you rate this match, Beverly? Um, I'm going to rate this two stars. Okay. The work is, the, sorry, the work is solid, but the confusing heel-face dynamic for me brings it down, um, a, a non-definitive ending brings it down um those are my reasons okay yeah, so i just went a little bit higher than you i read this match two and a four stars match you know i felt like you know a pretty decent match you know especially for mm-hmm. tv it was better than i expected the fans were into it you know it was behind bob backland and it like i said you know the ending of the match threw it for me that i was yeah i, I it broke my heart a little bit not to see a finish, and, it, and to me, kind of question why didn't Razor Ramon go after Jeff Jarrett, not Bob Backlund? But with the interview that we saw with Jeff with uh, Razor Ramon, I think last week, or the week before, Razor was pissed out that Bob Backlund might walk out with the Intercontinental Title. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Uh huh. Yeah, I, they they did set up what was going to happen. Yeah. They set. They at least set it up. So yeah. then we must go back to the Jim Ross, you know, the Jr. interviewing Mister Backlund, who yeah, yep. who came you know within an eyelash of winning the Intercontinental Title from Jeff Jarrett the night before on Sunday Night Slam, and Backlund said that Bret Hart may not walk out of Raw or may not walk out of Raw in one piece, and he will will not walk out of WrestleMania in one piece as well. Yep, he said he's going to trigger a cascade of chemical reactions, <laughs> and he because he might put the might put the chicken wing on old Brett tonight. 
Then Jim Ross kicks it back to Todd, and we see the roadie driving some awesome white car with no roof. And Chef Jefferson in the passenger seat. Although, I mean, those those things are sometimes called convertibles. Sorry, I mean, convert- just convertible. Once, once in a while, we call those cars convertibles, not cars without roofs. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm show, I was just showing off my car knowledge here in the podcast. You're, you're wearing a shirt with no sleeves right now. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise known as a t-shirt. Okay, so then uh, Jeff Jefferson in the passenger seat. Then we see a video package. Showing how Jeff Jarrett will be using the WWF, you know, to platform and do his music career. And at the Royal Rumble, you know, Jeff Jarrett won the IC title and all that that we saw. You know, the highlights to build up to the match that we just reviewed and all that, which was fun stuff. Then we go to a commercial break and we come back with another commercial for WrestleMania 11. Only been six days away. Before the commercial, Vince and Todd talked whether they're one of the great duos in history Siskel and Ebert, Burns and Allen, Beavis and Butthead and, <laughs> and, and that's exactly what Todd does and then Todd's upset that Vince called him Butthead and then Vince <laughs> straight up calls him Butthead <laughs> that, that made me laugh <laughs> so if we you and I were Beavis and Butthead who would be Beavis and who would be Butthead um, I don't know I think you're maybe Beavis Makes sense. I guess I'm Butthead. Butthead was kind of like the, I don't know, I don't know. I don't want to go too far with that. Okay. <laughs> I, I just had to look up to uh, the Dean Stahl uh, picture that he drew for us, where I was Ted DiBiase, you were on the Jerry the Giant, and Mike yes. Wolfric was Virgil, and I feel like that's a perfect pairing of us. I'm the Million Dollar Man, and you are Andre the Giant. You got it. You got it. Then we come back from yeah we come back from commercial events. Uh, wanted to talk about the Undertaker and King Kong Bundy build up for WrestleMania 11, which honestly we really didn't see nothing on the series on Raw other than Not really. at the Rumble. Not really, but we did get an okay uh, Undertaker and Paul Bearer like thirty second promo. Yeah. Can't you feel it? Can you? We're all we're hours away. Oh, yes, can you feel it, Beverly Hills? We are hours away. Oh, yes, the okay, end is near. <laughs> it's time to meet your maker. It's time to rest in peace. Oh, yes. So then here's where Vince can't remember Todd's name. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Kick it to a brat promo. Oh, well, they, oh, yeah, they, oh! Before they do that, they, you know, they plug the Allied Powers a little bit. Mm-hmm, yep. And then they yeah, they kick it to a Brahart promo with Jim Ross. And yeah, did Olin, you? Well, yeah, you, Olin, I'm about to take it over. It all comes to a head. I've been waiting so long to kick your butt. We're six days away, Bob Backlund. It's payback time. All you gotta do is bring two words. I quit. Then we get Vince and Todd, and Vince plugs a Bret Hart for Bob Backlund. I quit match at WrestleMania 11. And Vince sends it to the ring, and we finally get the main event match for the night. Yes. The the no rules, (laughs) no regulations, the no hold bar match. And now that you guys can hear... Beverly Hills is kicking it old school with the actual paper notes. 
sorry. And I did it like I did it on the back of this packet that one of my students <laughs> filled out. So it's like backwards. So I was confused on where I'm at. But I'm, I'm on the right page now. So it's no holds barred match with Bret Hart and Owen Hart. Yeah. When, when uh, one of them's coming out, Gorilla goes, it is electricity. <laughs> Gorilla was, let's say, not on point tonight. He's got a couple lines that are just kind of like head scratchers. It is electricity. Because I do have to admit, admit, I am excited to hear Jim Ross and Gorilla call the match. I would be, but uh, Gorilla didn't live up to his expectations. For me. I, I guess this would be like if... If we, you and I would ever call a match and all that, you'll be Jim Ross, I'll be Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> stop it. Will Let's you please stop? Will you please stop, Gorilla? <laughs> what should I say? Will you please stop, JR? Yes. And then, I know JR mentions that, that wrestling fans should be excited for this match because this match should be one hell of a match. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> then uh, Bret Hart came out and the fans jumped to their little feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and then Owen jumped on his little feet, and he also jumped on Brett before the bell. Yes, right. and he got a little attack on him. Yeah, right when Brett was uh, stepping between the top and middle rope. Uh huh. And uh, he's he's in control for just a very brief second before we get a long Brett. Just it's it was like a squash. We got Brett throwing Owen around by the hair. He's choking him on the ropes. He gets um, a DDT and a leg drop. Takes him outside. He throws him into the steps. And here's where we get another good line where Gorilla goes, "Those are steel." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gorilla. Thanks. So, I know right around this time, Brett Hart did the 10 punches in the corner. Uh-huh. And I didn't know it. Wouldn't JR bitch about this on commentary? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I was going to talk. Oh, earlier when you were bringing up the um, crossface chicken wing, yeah. I was going to say that would be one that he'd hate, right? Like if you're in a submission move for 10 minutes, oh, shouldn't his arm be broken off? <laughs> oh, God. He's the worst. Oh, JR. Just go sauce yourself. He he does need to sauce himself. Let's <laughs> get back to the match. <laughs> Dude, sauce yourself. Um, okay. All right, so back inside, Brett. Yeah, Brett, pounds on on this is where you were talking about. He headbutts him to the gut. Uh, Owen does escape here. He uh, does a face rake. Uh, hand stomps, another face rake. He goes and he um, undoes the turnbuckle, which will come into play later. Um, Owen pulls, <laughs> here's a good sequence. He pulls down his straps, kicks Brett in the head, and then pulls up his straps. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was about to pick up, and he did pick up and stole back down again. Yes, it did. He just wanted to show everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this down. Then I'm gonna go back to it. Um, yeah, <laughs> he whips Brett into the outside railing and a couple chairs. Hits a European uppercut, and we go to commercial. Yes. Oh, yeah, back we, from commercial. <laughs> yeah, Br- yeah. Brett hurts in a chin lock in the middle of the ring. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Brett tries to go for a crucifix pin, but Owen uh, takes right back over after he um, 
it's only a two count. Uh, he, yeah, this is when he takes the pad off the turnbuckle, but he gets slammed into the turnbuckle. Um, yeah, we got Brett. He's Brett's back in control. He's he hits his flying kind of el- elbow arm drop deal. Um, he hits a pile driver esque of Bob Backlund earlier. Um, he tries to put Owen into the sharpshooter, but gets poked in the eye. Here we're, we're kind of rolling downhill toward the finish here. Um, Brett got put into the, the same exposed turnbuckle. They're working the match kind of around this exposed turnbuckle. Um, Owen went up for kind of his trademark flying dropkick, but he it they said he missed it. It looked like he hit it. Yeah. He like he like hit Brett right in the face, but he was supposed to like hit him away. Yeah, yeah, except put the put on Brett and stepped out of the way, but whatever. Yeah, he didn't he didn't really um but they played like he did, which is which whatever, that it is what it is. Um he slingshotted uh Owen into the so into that same yeah. exposed turnbuckle um and slapped on the Sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. Then Owen had to tap out. <laughs> so Bret Hart's the winner of this no rules, no regulations match. And Beverly, what do you rate this match? Um, I'm gonna give this three stars. Okay. I am happy you and I agree on the rating of this match because I had to give this match three stars as well. Nice. I, I thought this match was a lot a little bit better than obviously the Jeff Jarrett. Bob Backlund match. Good. And, yeah, I, I would agree. And I felt like this was this helped put Bret Hart over for the I Quit match, but I felt like this also hurt Owen Hart in his take team title match at WrestleMania. Right. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Then we go back to the, the Titans Towers studio with Bret and Todd. <laughs> yeah. Pits, uh, Vince puts over the Bret Hart versus Bob Backlund I Quit match and the, and the Bad Bam vs. LT match at WrestleMania 11. Then Todd told us how to order WrestleMania 11. Yes. We go to a commercial, come back from commercial with another WrestleMania 11 commercial. Then we get uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas telling us how excited he is to be at WrestleMania 11 and all, or be a part of WrestleMania 11 and all that. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> He's most pumped of his life for WrestleMania. Yes. Actually, I did a little bit of research and I was kind of wondering what, I, what, I, what ever happened to JTT. Oh, your guess is as good as mine, man. I did some dirty little research in the in the okay. hills. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. And I wish I would have wrote it down in my notes, but I didn't. All all I can remember is Jonathan Taylor Thomas is only a few years older than older than us. If I remember correctly, he's right around thirty three. Okay. And I know he went to college. He's thirty three years old. Right around thirty three. Yeah. And See, I only remember him as like. A little baby, so yeah. it's uh, funny to think of him as thirty-three. Wow! And I think I know he went to college, and for some reason, I want to say he got a degree in philosophy or double got double majored, and one of them was philosophy or something like that. I think he may have got his PhD. I really don't remember. If all, if also, I can do some dirty research in the hills during our next commercial break. <laughs> if you want to, man. Yeah. Then we go to. Uh, the LT versus Bam Bam video, video uh, highlight video package and all that, which we've talked about before, so we really don't need to highlight it too much. 
Yo. Yeah, this one was centered on the subjects of motivation, goal, and pride. And I know Bam Bam did say that uh, after their match, everybody would call LT BLT. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, which made me laugh. <laughs> it's become a bacon lettuce and tomato sandwich. <laughs> yes. Which made me laugh. <laughs> and McMahon tells us that this would be the closest the NFL would get to pay-per-view. I thought that was a good joke. Whatever. <laughs> and the show ends in the last 50 years. The World Wrestling Federation has been the dominant force in the sports entertainment ad. So, end of the show. Yes. Now, I do have some questions for you for from the show. What's your thoughts on okay. Todd and Vince being a tag team as well as JR and Gorilla? Um, you, the dynamic between Todd and Vince was very strange. Like Vince was acting weird. Yeah. Vince was acting entirely different than he usually does. Like he usually um is very, you know, kind of like straight-laced or whatever. This time he's like making fun of him, calling him butthead, like just this weird dynamic between those two. And I, sorry. And I don't really love it. Um, the gorilla JR one. Eh, it's all right. It's, it just is what it is. It's nothing groundbreaking, but it's okay. How about you? What is your, what were your thoughts? I felt like Vince and Todd take to seem like a group of nerds together. And chatted, <laughs> yeah. chatted it out. I would agree with you, actually, a and lot. JR and Gorilla, I was excited just because how Gorilla was the voice of, you know, the you know the whole community era, and JR was the voice of the Attitude Era. So it was unique to see them calling a match together, even though Gorilla was using a lot of Gorillaisms and all that. So it was yep. in- interesting <laughs> to see, you know, see those two teams together on, on Raw. And do you feel like... Yeah, it's cool seeing a different, different seeing different lineups. I'm with that. Yeah. Then do you feel like they built up WrestleMania 11 the best way they could in an hour? Um, yeah. You know, they touched on all the all the main matches. I thought, actually, it was done pretty darn well. Okay. Then are you excited to review WrestleMania 11 in two weeks? I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Fair enough. How about you? I, You're asking the questions. But I felt like I felt like you know the best way to build up you know raw build up WrestleMania 11 in an hour. I thought they did a decent job you know showing video packages and and giving us at least one match on Raw. You know all that you know from two guys from you know from two different I guess higher up matches. You know mm-hmm. I, I felt like they did a decent job showing us video packages built up to the main like some of the main matches on WrestleMania if we worked around uh, worked around building it up and weren't watching Action Zone, Superstars, yes. Saturday Night Saturday Night Slam and all that. It was nice that ways they cut us out. So that, that yeah, was nice. I, I think that is the like the biggest thing is they kind of piece together all these different parts that may have been on different shows um and brought it together as one and on different shows over the last eight weeks, right? So they, yeah. they took those and kind of put them together. I thought that was that was well done. Am I excited to review WrestleMania 11 as a whole? 
Not really. I am excited to finally do, finally have one podcast of you and I reviewing a WrestleMania. Yes. But I guess out of all the whole card, I'm excited probably just for the WWF title match between Diesel and Sean. You know, to review it, get your your thoughts on it as well. And I'm excited to review the Bam Bam Bigelow versus Lawrence Taylor match. Since, sure. uh, especially how obviously that match did go in last and how that match felt like it was built up as the main event match and the WWF title match is only, you know, you know, a second to it. Cool. Yeah. So I'm 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 excited I'm excited to to review WrestleMania. I guess I'm excited just to see get your thoughts on WrestleMania Love and all that in two weeks. So we might as well take I'm a, excited so too. we might as well take a quick break to review to do our jobber and our main event status star. And for I can do some dirty if I could give you my results on the dirty research in the hills of Jonathan Taylor what Thomas. What a man, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Coming up do here it. next on Minute Event Status Radio. <laughs> yeah. The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. I stand before the Hall of Fame in honor of my brother, who seized each carpe diem day with passion like no other. Born Randy Mario Poffo, he became the macho man. Randy Savage made it cool to be a wrestling fan. His match with Ricky Steamboat in 1987 was on a scale from 1 to 10, much better than 11. He snapped into a Slim Jim with his iconic voice. He earned a role in Spider-Man, which made his fans rejoice. When the mega powers exploded, the storyline was real. Life's too short to hold a grudge. It's time for us to heal. In triumphant jubilation, we celebrate his name. Finally, the Macho Man is in the Hall of Fame. Randy Savage. Has Vince brainwashed all these guys? They stay in the back of the walk. I'm sick of these promos. The guys that are just so angry at somebody for doing something that's not wrestling. Yeah. He's done it all. That is so Vince McMahon. Yes, it is. That is that is Vince McMahon to a T. Your life should be pro wrestling. It should be pro wrestling when you wake up. It should be pro wrestling when you eat your breakfast. It should be pro wrestling when you eat your lunch. It should be pro wrestling in the airports, obviously. It should be pro wrestling on the airplane, which we've seen many times. It should be pro wrestling in the arenas. It should be pro wrestling afterwards at the hotel. And it should be pro wrestling when you go to bed. And then you start over again the next day. The idea that you would want to have anything in your life that's not pro wrestling is such an appalling thing to Vince McMahon. That's why so many careers have gone awry, have gone off the rails. That's why guys aren't with the company right now, because they want to do something that wasn't wrestling. Vince cannot handle this. So now it has to be a storyline every week. How dare you go write a book? How dare you write a book? 
How dare you do Dancing with the Stars? Wow! How dare you go out there and bring the WWE brand into the mainstream by being a WWE superstar on Dancing with the Stars? How dare you? Now I have to hear it. It's one thing when you have to hear it with John Cena and The Rock. Now I got to hear it with John Cena and The Rock and with CM Punk and Chris Jericho. I'm going to WrestleMania! So hopefully I never have to hear it again. And have hobbies, everybody. It's healthy. <laughs> and he's telling the whole world that I'm my wake up in a sweat. My clothes in a pile on the floor. All my baby dolls in a frenzy. Big Daddy's going to take this from me. And I'll say it again. I'm going to WrestleMania. All right, everybody. want to wrap it up for today. I'll be back uh, tomorrow. Adios. And welcome everyone to the thrilling conclusion of main event status radio. Mr. Dog has been on the line. He's been talking to Jonathan Taylor Thomas, all of the Taylor Thomases, Judith Taylor Thomas, Jackie Taylor Thomas, and tell us what you have found about their brethren, Mr. JTT. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was born as Jonathan Jonathan Taylor Wells, I believe. W-E-I-S-S. That's his real last name, I guess. He was born on September 8th, 1981. Oh, he's 34 years old. 33 years old. And he, I am closer to him in age than I am to any of my siblings. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So that... Is a surprise. What's he doing now? What's the newest thing that uh, you got on? In, in 2000, he graduated with honors from. Uh, I don't even, I'm not even going to uh, pr- try to pronounce his college, but it's a college in West Hills, California. Okay. Uh, upon graduation, he enrolled at Harvard, where he studied philosophy and history. Wow. And he spent his third year abroad in, at St. Andrews University in Scotland. In 2010, he graduated from the Columbia University School of General Studies, and he's a okay. and he's Let's a and he's been a vegetarian for much of his life. <laughs> God, the information that's on Wikipedia is amazing. Yeah. he's been a vegetarian for most of his life. Oh, thank you. Yes. So yeah, it, it touched my heart that he studied philosophy and, and history, which touched my heart because I feel like that brings Bev- Mr. Beverly Hills and the Dirty Dog Darcy together. That's, that's <laughs> amazing, amazing. So, so, Mr. Beverly Hills, if you and I would ever be combined into one person, it would <laughs> be, be Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'd be teen idol Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Amazing. Which makes a lot of sense about the both of us, Mr. Beverly Hills. <laughs> amazing. All right, all right. Jobber main eventer. My uh, j- jobber go dirty dog. My jobber has to be the rocket, the king of hearts, Owen Hart. Okay. Just because, you know, like, like I mentioned when we reviewed that match and, and talked about our rating, I felt like that match between Bret Hart did, not, did absolutely nothing for Owen Hart and did not build up for his state team title match at WrestleMania in six days. That's a That's a good one. That's a good one, man. Uh, my jobber is going to be Razor Ramon. He tried, tried to come out to end the match. He succeeded in that, but ended up 
getting beat up, getting cross-faced chicken winged, had to have old, old Hitman help him out. And, uh, yeah, he's my jobber. My Minivestina star has to be the guy who costed your jobber to be the jobber for this week. Bret Hart is my main event set of star. Because yep. if you like, you know, in the match with Owen Hart, he showed us what he could do and what he's willing to do to Bob Backlund at WrestleMania 11 in their I Quit match. Uh, Bret Hart is also my main eventer. Best match on the show. Well, I mean, only match on the show, but better than the other one we watched, too. Um, he got the rub out of the match, did the best that way. Um, probably the best promo that we saw as well. Um, did a, did an okay job of tying it from his match with Owen into a match with, uh, Backlund. So yeah, he's mine as well. Okay. And I know how I did mention before we started recording that I, I do have some questions and I guess I'll just throw, throw them at you. All right. Always, how we saw for this hour of Raw, we saw a bunch of uh, video packages for Raw. Do you feel like they could do a similar uh, setup for for their three-hour Raws nowadays to build up for WrestleMania? Don't they try to? I think they do, but they also throw in a lot more matches into it, which I feel like they have to That's nowadays. Just, yeah, it's three hours. It's a, it's a different animal yeah you, you can't you couldn't do that for three hours there would just be no way i think they they do their best yeah uh to do the same thing yeah and yeah then yeah which which i agree with you on that because i don't because i felt like it was i had always a tough time sitting through well i think this was about 46 minutes yeah i had a tough time sitting through approach 40 maybe 35 minutes of video packages in about a 10 minute match and I feel like, you know, yeah. let's say if they do something similar to that for, you know, similar outline, general outline for a three-hour Raw, most people are going to turn off Raw. And, and, and all that man, would would uh, burn out their their excitement for WrestleMania that year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just kind of curious if, you know, get your, get your thoughts about that. And, yeah. And, yeah, and then I guess we kind of talked about where... Uh, about your thoughts about the no- switch up the announcers where they sat, and I did notice during the Bret Hart Owen Hart match that where Vince and Cornette was sitting the previous two uh, rods, how they pushed, took the, the table away and left that left the basketball floor court floor wide open, which made me laugh a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I. I guess I, the, yeah, the positioning of the that announcers. Matter. I have, I, yeah. <laughs> and what's your thoughts on Diesel very rarely making an appearance on Monday Night Raw during our series? Well, you know, we've touched on this. I'm not a fan of it. Because um, did he, I did think he, he needs to be there more. Did he even have a match on Raw? I think he only, he only had one match on Raw in this whole series against Jeff Jarrett. I yes. think that's the only match that yes. I can recall him ever having. Are you sure that wasn't an action zone match that we watched? I think that was an action zone. I'm pretty, I'm pretty that was certain that zone was an action zone one. No. Yes, that, zero matches on Raw. No. He had an action zone match against Owen Hart that we reviewed for the title. They did have an Owen Hart versus oh, yes. Diesel match for the title, which I wasn't too excited yes, about. Correct. You are correct. So yeah, uh, would have been nice yeah. to have him around more often. 
Yes, I would completely agree. Since we had Jeff Jarrett on more often, you know, that would have been nice to have Diesel on more often. I would agree. I would agree with you. So do you have any closing comments for the week, but Mr. Beverly Hills? I have none. This was a good, good fun hour we did. Then do you? Then we might as well do some plugs for the podcast. You guys can listen to us at our website, mideventstatus.com, or you guys can also listen to us on our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash mideventstatusradio. You guys can subscribe to us on iTunes. Search us out in the library, hit subscribe. That way you guys will get updated, the new newest podcast, whenever we get around to recording it and uploading it and all that. You guys can... Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. Hit us up there, talk to us, interact with us. You guys can also interact with us on the Twitter machine. I am I am at Dirty Dog M-E-S, dog as in D-A-W-G, Dirty Dog M-E-S. Mr. Beverly Hills, how can they reach you on the Twitter machine? I am at Beverly Hills M-E-S. And to review, or to, I guess, tease... A little bit for WrestleMania 11 podcast. Let's see. The Starbucks Frappuccino was released in 1995. (laughs) Okay. Don't give them too much, man. We got to talk 95 later. So that's a tease for WrestleMania 11, which which we will record in two weeks. Everybody have a happy Easter be safe. Have, enjoy your guys' family. And I am the Dirty Dog Darcy for Mr. Beverly Hills. We'll catch you guys next time on Made Event Status Radio. Peace, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen.